Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash nightmare neighbors, bad neighbors, whatever you want to call it. If you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. And if you want to support the channel further, but never any pressure to do so, click that join button down below for YouTube, or click the link in the description for Patreon and join it up there. It's always helpful to the channel, and I cannot express that enough. But as I said, please never any pressure to do so. And let's just crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, as you guys know, I love a Nightmare Neighbor story. I've been, I got loads of my own stories from where I used to live in in Oxfordshire. Um, so I've been searching all over Reddit and I found a subreddit called Casual UK where they was actually talking about some of their Nightmare Neighbors. So these ones are going to be a couple of UK-based ones. <laughs> so here we go. Muck Staken says, I refer to them as the Brady Bunch. Since I never asked their names, they moved next door and within six months we were packing to move. Started literally the day they began to move in. Car doors open, blasting god-awful chav music. Later found a used duct tape sanitary pad on our back doorstep. Lovely. Kids were bad, but parents were worse. Obviously into drugs. Would think nothing of screaming at their kids at four in the morning. They were obviously stealing since they had a card reader device and would burn clothes that were still new with tags on. Had their window put out on more than one occasion, but the straw that broke the camel's back was that their friends, they obviously didn't work, so they were always home. Their friends were beat on their back door mercilessly. When there was no answer, sometimes I thought they were literally trying to boot it in. We shared six to eight inches of brick between our back door and theirs. Thank you, terraced housing. And the vibrations would reverberate throughout the house. When asked to please be quiet since my baby was sleeping, I was threatened with physical violence and told to F off. Lovely. I'm so glad we moved. Oh man, that's grim. Finding a duct tape used sanitary pad on your back doorstep. Who needs that, right? And it reminded me of a story of where (laughs) where I used to live. I'm not going to go fully into it. I'll just give you a brief overview. And this guy used to pee in bottles in his bedroom and as i said before it's a masonette so it's like two-story housing basically and they used to chuck chuck it out their window at people who was walking past but i'll save that one for another time i have an idea for a future live stream where i'm gonna start like mapping out the area and like marking off all the stories that we cover because i got stories pretty much about a lot of people around the area and so i can take you for a, a virtual tour obviously i'm not gonna dox myself but <laughs> I think it'd be pretty cool to like draw out a map whilst you guys are seeing it and then we can cover those stories. I can show you which guys have got stories and then you can choose those particular people. I think it'd be a bit different, right? And Timberwolf K says, I've never lived anywhere properly rough. Even the bit of commentary I lived in was so pleasant we couldn't even borrow anything from the neighbors. They'd give us their spare and refuse to let us return it. So about the closest brush I've had with nightmare neighbors were the cupboard people. <laughs> to give you the background, when I was saving my house deposit, I spent a few years living in cheap rentals, one of which was a ground floor flat in a low-rise block built in 1962. 
For those not familiar with such blocks, the sound insulation between floors relies on everyone on the first floor upward having a carpet with a specially thick underlay under it. Of course, circa 2009, all of those carpets have been replaced by various forms of wood or laminate flooring, and you can basically track your upstairs neighbors by their footfall. Most normal people, this isn't too big a problem. You get a bit of noise from them pottering around the kitchen around 7pm, they slump on the sofa for the evening and it goes quiet, before you hear them pad off to the bathroom and bedroom at around 11. However, the cupboard people were not normal. They'd start off normal enough and you'd hear them go into the kitchen to make dinner at 7pm as you'd expect. But then, one of them would open a cupboard. This sudden reminder that cupboards exist would send the cupboard people into some sort of mad cupboard frenzy. For the remainder of the evening, they'd go round their kitchen and the freestanding cupboards in their lounge and repeatedly choose at random from the following activities. Open a cupboard door, take something out of the cupboard and drop it on the floor, slam a cupboard door, put something forcefully in the cupboard, have a 15 minute argument presumably over why this thing was in that cupboard or maybe about cupboards in general. Sweep an entire shelf of items out of the cupboard onto the floor. Smack the items on the floor against the floor for a bit. Stomp around moving items between the lounge cupboards and the kitchen cupboards. All of this in a flat which basically zero protection against impact noise. What gave the cupboard people their name was that this wasn't a one-off. Everyone needs to do a spring clean or a bit of organize every so often. This was something they did almost every evening of the week without a break, often being at the cupboards until one or two in the morning. Their entire domestic life consisted of taking shit out of the cupboards and putting it back in different cupboards until they got tired and went to bed. I don't know what became of them after I moved out, but hopefully they followed their dream and are now kitchen unit testers for Howdens or something. <laughs> An inappropriate surname says, a sad angry little man moved in below me in a set of two flats converted from a very old house. Soundproofing was virtually non-existent, and if he wasn't banging on the ceiling, he was swearing loudly about how loud I was, ironically adding to the overall noise. He then had a go at me for how loud my mother was talking around the kitchen when she visited. He then had a go at me for playing music too loud while he was trying to sleep at 3 in the afternoon on a Sunday. No, he didn't work nights, or at all. Things got to a head when I accidentally knocked over my clothes horse and we had a blazing row through the floor <laughs> where I gave up trying and threw footballs at my floor. I went downstairs to have a go at him properly and he came out with fists swinging. I moved out two weeks later to a cheaper, more central, warmer, bigger flat. Thanks you miserable, hateful, spiteful so-and-so. <laughs> that one's so British, it's unbelievable. And Pharrell237 says, new couple moved in the flat above us. Seemed alright, but they always went on trips at the weekend, which was a bit weird. Turned out they were renting their flat out on Airbnb and had to live in it for part of the week so they wouldn't get caught by the council for owning a business. They advertised as the flat being okay for up to 30 people at a time. Given we live in a big city, this naturally meant that every weekend and sometimes during the week, we were getting stag slash hen directly above us. This was absolutely terrifying, but the worst one was when I answered the door after someone knocked on it and some drunk twat had got the wrong door and tried to pretty much fight me to get into our flat. I am a fairly short woman, which made it extra fun. Police told me it was my fault for opening the door and that we should move. Council didn't do shit and somehow couldn't find evidence of them renting the flat out despite us sending them active links. They did agree to put carpet down at least, which they did at 6am every day for a week. Spent the night before my dissertation was due, waiting up till 2am for the police to come because I still had work to do on it and I desperately needed to sleep. This next one's from a deleted user, Cone Man. 
I love it when they get names like Swan Man, Cone Man, whatever. Lived on a road with on-street parking, plenty of space for everyone, but not enough for Cone Man, who could only park in front of his house. Woe betide all those who would defy Cone Man by parking in front of his dwelling. Did you not see the cones? They're put there for a reason. This space is reserved. But Cone Man, you've stolen the cones from the police. What are you on about? They're not your cones. It isn't your road. Silence! You dare speak back to Cone Man, foolish mortal. I lived in this road for 25 years. I always park here. Do not move the cones. He used to stand at his window every time anyone drove down the road to make sure no one enroached upon the cone zone. Mad as a biscuit. <laughs> we got the same road. That's quite close to me, actually. It's near the town center. And um, down there, they've only got like, they haven't got drives or anything down this row of houses, but they, they, they claim the road outside their houses. Whether that's right or not, I don't know. You know, it's a public road, so anyone can actually park there if they want. But all the way down that road, they stick their bins out there. They stick cones out there. You go to park down there, they will jump on you. <laughs> you can't park down there. They're like, they're like animals. And Sparks808 says, I lived in front of a lady who was an alcoholic, but not one of those quiet alcoholics. One of those, I'm going to drink all day and shout all night alcoholics. She lived in a larger flat than I, and her rent was all paid for by the council. She got a dog, fine, but the dog was vicious and untrained. It used to try and bite your hands whenever you went into the garden. She never cleared up after it either. She would have her mates over and they would drink cider until the sun went down and then sleep in the garden. Her daughter had fellows over all the time. I think she was on the game. Her son was wanted for attempted murder and the police would be over every week to arrest him. He would jump the wall behind and make her quick getaway. She had a party for hours playing Amy Winehouse on repeat endlessly in the cheapest CD player from Argos. <laughs> the council noise team came over and took it away. She then turned her telly up well loud after telling fucking neighbors, fucking neighbors for about 10 minutes. So they came out again and took her telly. I'm giving quite a general overview. There was disruption every night, screaming, music, yelling, fights every night for eight months. She eventually got evicted. Now we're moving over to a different subreddit, so these probably won't be so much British ones anymore. But Temrot says, I grew up next to a family who was really nice. Their grandparents gave them that house and it was perfect. Always made our house and lawn look like crap. The kid in the family was four years older than me. Very nice, good in school and whatnot. He started getting into drugs and alcohol around 14, had a kid, then another, and another. The grandfather who gave him the house died, and the house then started getting worse. Not much lawn mowing or keep up. Old cars started to gather in the yard. If it got stuck, it would just stay there forever. The woman of the house died, then the man, so it was just the 24-year-old. Immature, three offspring kids living there with his drugged out deadbeat girlfriend. We look over one day, and the gas meter from their yard is gone. This is winter in Ohio and it can get cold here. Then a couple of weeks later, one night we look over and there is not a single light on at all. The electricity had been shut off as well. A for sale sign showed up in the front yard for a single day. Then the house went empty and was foreclosed on by the bank. Caution tape wrapped around the entire house. Six months later, some US marshals showed up at my door looking for the guy. They surrounded the house next door and mine. I told them I didn't know where he was and they left. I heard later they found him and he went to jail for a year. There the house sat, falling apart with caution tape wrapped around it. When someone finally purchased it from the bank, the basement had six feet of water in it. Every piece of drywall and interior wall and even some floor joists had to be removed and replaced. In 2012, the house was completely redone on the inside and looks amazing. They're the nicest people. 
Oh man, it's one of those sad ones. These ones always get to me, especially when there's kids involved as well, you know. And yes, I have empathy for anyone who gets addicted to drugs, both boyfriend and girlfriend, but I feel so sorry for the children. You know, what chance did they stand in life and where are they now? I just hope there's something positive going on in their life. And Great Salad says, my neighbor, current neighbor, it worries me to say he's probably less than 150 feet away as I type this, is awful. We refer to him as Wooden Eye as he has a lazy eye. First off, he sues people for any reason he can think of. At some point, Wooden Eye put up his house for rent. When the people who started renting it complained that it smelled like cigarette smoke, he sued them for smoking in a non-smoking house. Wooden Eye is a heavy smoker and his house was far from non-smoking. Also, he tried to get us into countless pyramid schemes. He's had a few dogs, but they all ran away because he neglected them. Unfed, he wouldn't pay attention to them, leave out during storms, etc. At some point, one of my neighbor's cats got into Wooden Eye's yard. Wooden Eye shot the cat. My mother used to work at a flea market and learned that Wooden Eye would take food from free food pantries meant for homeless people and sell it in the flea market. Recently, he lost his driver's license, so he occasionally asked us for a ride somewhere. Every time he asked, we were busy. I'm sure there are more things he's done that I don't know about, but he's awful. And the next one's from Gatsby's Green Light. I got this. Having just bought our house at the height of the market, the twin house next door couldn't sell, so the developer rented it to two men in their 30s not long after we moved in. That first Saturday was a full-on raging party, which was irritating at 3 in the morning. I went over to ask them to lower the volume. They were too drunk to even hear me. There must have been 50 people there and on the deck right under our window. Talked to them the next morning, they were dismissively apologetic. That was the first party. Parties at least four times a week, always late, always loud. Partiers parking in my driveway, sitting on my lawn, porch, bottles thrown over my yard, fights in and around my property. Eventually, these two guys subleased their house to six more guys, who were primary laborers during the day and full-on drunks at night. Guys that would never grow up and answer to no one. Despite my attempts to be peaceful, it wasn't going to happen. It became clear that I was the one who was calling the police, so they began to retaliate, culminating in a rabbit being dismembered on my porch. I knew it was them, as the snowprints led straight to their house. I became increasingly desperate, as this wasn't going to end. I enlisted the help of the neighbors who would call the police, but mostly it was me who called at least three times a night. I set up video cameras to record their antics. One night they had a film crew set up in that house, apparently filming a movie, complete with sound equipment, lighting, cables, all strewn about my property and driveway. Well, until 2am in the morning. One night a drunk punk jumped over our fence and I chased him out with a baseball bat. From that point forward, I was at war. I came close to fights on three separate occasions. Eventually I wrote letters to Alderman and the developer. I threatened to hold the developer responsible for all that happened there. I enlisted the help of the community relations police officer who went to the developer and noted all the cause and told him they were going to get a citation from the city, a very expensive one. The boneheads moved out the next day. The next one's from Cook and Shit, Blower Dude, <laughs> as the whole family refers to him. When we moved in, he told my dad none of the neighbors got along with him. Gee, wonder why. And then said since there was no deciduous trees on his property, he'd be blowing any leaves that fell into his yard over our fence. Okay. This guy used his leaf blower four to five times a day. He would spend hours carefully blowing the snow off his chain link fence while it was still snowing. Want to sleep in? You'll have to make it through his two backyard passes before 10. So good luck. <laughs> It should be better in the summer, right? 
Nope, this guy actually mowed his lawn every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. Wish I were kidding. Due to the weirdness where we were his pump house for irrigation water was on our property and somehow one Monday dad's yard work day, they ended up in a fist fight over leaves in his little pump house thingy. Police told him he's not allowed in our yard on Mondays because six days a week is plenty to water your lawn and boy was he pissed. Would go out to blow shit anytime anyone was in our backyard. He got too sick to mow the summer before he died and was sit on his back porch watching his poor 30 year younger wife doing it and yelling about how wrong she did it till he finally dropped dead. God, it's the petty ones. They're having a fist fight over leaves. That's what I absolutely love about Nightmare Neighbors and why I love watching it, why I'm so addicted to it on telly. I mean, I know they edit like all the worst bits into it, but still, I'm still addicted to that stuff. There was one that I was watching once and the, the next door neighbors were having an argument. It started over something really petty to begin with. It was like the, the, the next door neighbor was letting the dog out into the garden and it was pooing and the smell was going across to the, to the neighbor. They had like a, a big six foot fence, wooden fence. This neighbor wasn't picking up the poo regularly enough and they'd done interviews with both of them. <laughs> and eventually, you know, they was arguing all the time and then eventually they was chucking stuff over each other's gardens. One time the woman was picking up poo with her bare hands apparently and smushing it through the fence. Yes, that's how bad it gets. And Enro Dude says, my first apartment was great until these two pricks arrived that thought they owned the building. The guy worked for a produce place and didn't have a car, but his spot was beside mine. He would usually let his visitors use it once in a while. Didn't bother me. He then started parking one of the produce store's commercial cube vans, similar to a U-Haul 17-footer van in his spot, which is illegal in my city, enforced by a bylaw. They have to park on the side of the road. This means I have no room to both park and get in and out of my car, all depending when he gets back. I was trying to be very friendly to him and give him my nice note on his windscreen that asked him to be more considerate and park on the road instead. Not my words and was very diplomatic while writing it up. He ignores it. Weeks go by and I had had enough. A few scrapes on my car, I didn't really care because my car was a piece of shit but still, made me start parking on the road instead, so I gave up and called the city to ticket and tow it away. They arrive and he freaks out like he didn't do anything wrong. His bill comes to about $300 and he starts calling me a slur word and a baby for complaining. And he also took a swing at me. The tow truck driver called the police and arrested him for disorderly conduct and I got the super to evict him. And Bruce NGA says, God damn it, my eyes lit up when I saw this one, but there's already a thousand one hundred comments. Anyway, me and some roommates had a neighbor, an old lady and her son, who was in his 40s probably. Honestly, we never did anything that we know of to initially get on their bad side. We'd always be sitting on our front porch drinking beers, and when the son would come home from work, he'd always do the same thing. He wouldn't look at us, he'd just say stuff in this creepy grumbling voice like, I'm gonna cut your dicks off, I'll run you over with my car. Oh my god this was just when he was walking into the house and he'd always quickly shut the door he called the cops on our dog for being out in the yard dog at large at least six times his mum was once raking the leaves in her yard she raked them into a giant pile next to the fence then picked them up and threw them over our fence into our yard seriously the same amount of effort would have put the leaves into a bag but here's the coupe de grace they were having a yard sale so we thought we'd fuck with them thinking they'd behave themselves with customers around. We sat on our porch and just watched all day. The son was getting really aggravated. He'd periodically say stuff like, what are you dipshits looking at? To which we'd say stuff like, what are you gonna do, tell your mum on us? 
admittedly childish, but we are sick of this dude. Sick of hearing his shit, sick of dealing with the cops every other week. A few hours goes by and he pulls a gun out and points it at us. My buddy closest to the door ducks inside and calls the cops. Me and my other roommate are on the verge of shitting our pants, totally frozen. The two or three old ladies browsing their shitty wares are totally shocked, speechless, petrified. He's yelling a bunch of shit I don't remember. He goes back inside in a huff. We run into the house, lock the doors and wait for the cops. He got arrested, never saw him again. Move the fuck out of that neighborhood, ASAP. Whoa, that escalated quickly. And Deck Pump says, not much neighbor from hell, but still pretty funny. My neighbor broke into my house in the middle of the night in a drunken blur. We were all in our early 20s and him and his buddy in their late 20s, early 30s lived downstairs. One night I hear all the noise and find him passed out drunk in my hall closet, clutching a pair of shoes. I asked him to leave and he said okay, but still didn't. I could hear him walking around. I was hiding out in my bedroom since the whole thing was a little unnerving. So I called the police and then I hear them come into my apartment and say, hey you, do you live here? I found that approach rather amusing. Once they got him to be coherent for a few minutes, they told him he couldn't just break into pretty girls' houses. And then they asked if I wanted to press charges. Of course I didn't. I'm sure the embarrassment was enough for him. I didn't see him again for the rest of my time living there. And our final one comes from Mug6688. My neighbor is such a raging dickhead that he gave himself a stroke. My sister and I bought a house and on the day we moved in, he approached my sister. I was driving the U-Haul and wasn't there yet and warned her that unless we mowed our lawn, we would be fined. No, welcome to the neighborhood or hi, my name is John. Just demand that we mow our lawn before we move a single item of furniture into the new house. For the first two years we lived here, he would constantly yell at his wife and kids. I never heard anything violent, but they could never live up to his bullshit standards. Like if they were raking the leaves, he would barge out barking, no, you're doing that wrong. Called the cops for anything and everything except valid reasons. Example, he called them on our other neighbor when he painted a desk in his backyard complaining about fumes from two doors down. I was closer and there were no fumes. Tried to yell at me when I mowed my lawn and apparently didn't line up our properties perfectly and cut a few inches literally into his yard. I put the kibosh on that pretty quickly though. My sister's indoor cat got out one evening and ran off in a panic once it was outside. We saw it go into his bushes, so we knocked on his door and asked permission to go and fetch the cat from his yard. He refused and told us that the cat wasn't in the bushes, even after we told him we saw her run in there. Karma finally got him though. Apparently he was yelling one day and had a stroke. Now he hobbles around with a cane and can't yell. I tried to feel sorry for him because his life obviously didn't turn out the way he hoped, but I really believe the common denominator in all this crap was his own shitty attitude. On a positive note, I really think his wife and kids are happier now. And now, what do you guys think of this collection of Nightmare Neighbors stories? Are you still enjoying the Nightmare Neighbors theme? I'm still absolutely loving it. I love reading these people's like mini stories. I find it fascinating what goes on in people's streets. But what do you guys think of them? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And if you have your own nightmare stories, I love reading them. You guys were posting some great ones last time. So I'd love to see some more. Once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's stories. And if you did, you know what to do. Hit that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can support the channel by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and joining up there. It is so helpful to this channel that I cannot express that enough. But 
never any pressure to do so. That's the last thing I want. We're in troubled times right now and I don't want you putting yourself under pressure for me. That's the last thing I want. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.